1: To Hunting Seasons, a podcast about two friends catching up on notable television shows one season at a time. I'm Broderick Gordis.
2: I'm Damask Leary.
1: And this is our very first episode of Hunting Seasons. Today, we're going to be discussing season one of Breaking Bad. How are you doing, Damask? I'm good. How are you? Uh, Average. You can hear there's a little frog in my throat, but otherwise, I'm fine. Enjoying my glass of wine. Thank you very much.
2: Actually, you gave me your cold, by the way. So, how dare you?
1: You're welcome. You get to enjoy it as much as I did.
2: Thank you. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it.
1: That mm, it should help us very much on this podcast, mm-hmm. which we will continue on with now, starting with a very important spoiler warning. On this episode, we will be covering everything that happens in Season 1 of Breaking Bad. However, we will not be spoiling anything from future seasons, because honestly, we haven't seen them yet. Yeah. You're if safe you- there. Exactly. If you have not watched Season 1 of Breaking Bad, pause the podcast, go watch it, and then come back... And join us later. Otherwise, proceed with caution. Spoilers ahead. You have been warned. So, Breaking Bad. Mm -hmm. It's a five-season AMC original drama that first aired on January 20th, 2008. Created by Vince Gilligan, who was famously a producer and writer on The X-Files, X-Files yeah. which I also haven't seen. I haven't watched it either. I've probably watched six or seven episodes in my entire life. I remember oh. the ghost from the titles was spooky.
2: Yeah, well, I just remember my brothers would sit me down and try to make me watch it, and then I would just be too terrified and leave halfway through.
1: That sounds yeah. about right. <laughs> and starring Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul, the show has won dozens of awards, including 12 primetime Emmys. Breaking ba- mean anything. Primetime Emmys.
2: I just I don't believe award shows at all.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I was going to use that to segue into the fact that we're watching this highly awarded and regarded show. The fact show. that
2: Buffy won very little oh, um, I see. tells me a lot about Emmys.
1: So you're learning a lot about Damask here. Very big Buffy fan. Feels Joss Whedon has been undercut his entire life by Oh, critics. he's come good. He's come good. Moving on. <laughs> Breaking Bad is the story of a high school chemistry teacher diagnosed with inoperable lung cancer... Uh, and turns to manufacturing and selling methamphetamines in order to secure his family's future. At least that's what the IMDb synopsis tells me.
2: Great. So So you just ripped that off?
1: Basically. Total plagiarism there? As long as I (laughs) reference it, I think it's okay. Okay, good. Uh, Important to note, one of the things about this show is we try and watch a season of television in a week. In a week, Every week. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're starting with Breaking Bad season one. Season one, seven episodes long each coming in at around 50 minutes. So this season took us 5 hours and 44 minutes to watch
2: yep. into its into That's its pretty total. good. That's pretty short and sweet. Hmm,
1: not bad. Good way yeah. to start. Yeah. I think that was one of the reasons we chose he's, to he's a bit, yeah. Although, of course, the other reason is, and I think this is important to note as well, Breaking Bad was chosen because of its fairly uh, renowned or being widely renowned as an excellent television series. Yeah, One that mm. I've had several people, including my brother, who yep. I generally trust on these things, has hounded me, given me the DVDs to watch, told me I must watch them. Um, yep. Who have you had?
2: Tell me to watch Yeah. this. Um, pretty much everyone that I've come into contact with, and I, they know of my love of television, and then are immediately insulted that I haven't watched Breaking Bad. So,
1: so I guess the first question I have for you is, why haven't you watched it yet?
2: Um, well, I've attempted to watch it, Quite a few times, actually, and I, and I know you have as well. And then once I did, I found it so stressful and so upsetting, I usually couldn't last past the first three or four episodes and gave up. Right. So the attempts have been there, but the staying power hasn't been.
1: How many times did you get to episode three or four?
2: I think three or four times. <laughs> so, I really did try.
1: So of a seven episode season one, you got <laughs> well, halfway through <laughs> three or four times. You've you've watched the equivalent of this season nearly three times before actually watching. It's it It's very the way
2: stressful. Um and also I didn't know that there were only seven episodes. Oh I I would yeah, just take it one episode at a time and I didn't actually know there were seven. If there were seven, I probably would have just yeah sold it on. Yeah.
1: Um see I was a similar situation. I'd watched episode one uh twice at mm. that stage through. Um I can't remember whether I watched it streaming or when I was given the DVDs, but I watched it I watched episode one twice before I tried watching it this time.
2: Yeah, why didn't you keep on going? I, uh,
1: I, I know I liked it every time I saw episode one. I liked it fine. It just mm. didn't grab me. It's one of those ones I think where everyone's expectations are so high, and I know, yeah. as you said, it's stressful. I knew the thing that people kept telling me is. You get into season two. You sort of yeah. get through season one. It's get all half about the development.
2: Two. It's a slow burn. Yeah. yeah,
1: but once you get there, you won't be able to stop. Yep. You'll just be up all night watching them. You'll watch seven episodes in a row, sort of thing. I don't know why I'm putting on this voice. <laughs> um, and so there's a thing with me: the idea of being behind, the idea that I might waste my time mm. trying to catch up on a season.
2: Yeah, that stresses me out. Good point is when something is in its height, and you're already behind, I kind of feel like it's a little harder to like have the motivation to catch up Yeah, because um, I feel like you've already missed the boat. But now that it's over with, I feel a little, it's now complete. I know, well, from what people have told me that it's good all the way through. So I'm kind of like a little bit more happy to sit down and yeah, go through the the journey of what, White.
1: Okay. So for you, part of the thing is you want to know that it was, it's going to be worth your time.
2: Yeah. I mean, oh. I've spent a lot of time watching shows up until about season seven, eight, nine. And then I look back, I'm like, oh, thanks for wasting my time.
1: Any notable examples?
2: Well, I hate I hate to say it. Well, it wasn't a waste of time, but, you know, I have a great love for Dawson's Creek. Sure. And then you get into those later seasons, you're like, no, why? Why have you done this?
1: Why? So why So why didn't you stop? What, why didn't I stop? What, why did uh, you...
2: Investment in character by that point is that right. I have to know how it's going to end. Interesting. Um... Yeah, whereas with Breaking Bad, Breaking Bad, to bring it back to what we're trying to talk about, um, it's really hard for me to attach to the characters in this show. So, okay. yeah, it's a little harder to steamroll through until it starts becoming satisfying, I guess.
1: Sure. Okay. Well, that probably leads us to where we really want to get to now the meat of our discussion.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What were your general thoughts on season one of Breaking Bad?
2: My general thoughts.
1: Did you like it? Did you not like it? If so, why?
2: I guess I was not overly impressed. I mean, I think it's a solid show and I can see why people would be into it. Mm -hmm. It's not my kind of show. I really struggled with all of the characters. um, And that's why I love long form storytelling, you know, like television, because you can really delve into some amazing characters. And I just did not feel any of these people... Um, the concept is really cool. I'm really down for the concept, but yeah, no, I couldn't connect with anyone. And so I felt like, arms length away from the show at all times.
1: Okay, cool. So that was, um, about I think we were both at about season, sorry, episode three or four. Mm. And we first really started to talk about what we were thinking of the season. So that's halfway through the season at this point. And I remember you seemed pretty... I didn't Down did not
2: really want to continue, which is what has happened every time. Is that yeah. I get to those episodes, I'm like, I can't. I just, I just don't know if this is going to be for me.
1: So, with the remaining three episodes mm. that you hadn't seen yet, did yeah. the season major turn you around? Did you find yourself connecting to these characters yet, or caring about these characters yet?
2: Well, I got to about what episode was it? I think episode. Five or so, no, it would have been episode six. Episode um, six, so
1: episode six is the one where to start talking pot a little bit is the where uh, Walter decides to he's just decided to come back yeah, to he, Jesse. He takes so,
2: control um, and he goes to see what's that guy's name? Tuco. Tuco, yeah. So it's Tuco. Yeah. So he's the
1: big drug <clears throat> kingpin. Yeah. He seems to be in yeah
2: Albuquerque. I, yeah, they're in New Mexico, Albuquerque. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah it was in that episode in which I realised there was a way that I could interpret the show, I guess, in a little way to make it a bit more enjoyable for myself. And Mm -hmm. that was, I'm going to see this as a superhero, supervillain kind of story. It's just like an origin story of a supervillain and chemistry is his superpower. And if I view it that way then I think it will be a little bit more enjoyable for me.
1: I can see why he got there on that episode because that's the episode where, I mean, at that point we... I
2: mean, it becomes really obvious that that is his power. That is where he is. Um, that's where he can get all that gumption from is his knowledge. And that, yeah, so if I just feel it that way, it's a little easier for me to swallow, I think. And, yeah. con- and connect.
1: Because that's the that's literally the episode where he like has what looks to be meth. Yeah. <laughs> that instead it's an explosive crystal and he... he... Yeah, uses the powers his powers of chemistry to actually cause an explosion. Yeah, yes, um, yeah, that was an interesting turning point. This is, I and I realized afterwards I'd seen episode six and episode seven at some stage online. I didn't remember them until I. It was really not even distinct memories. It was a vague like, oh, I've seen this scene before. Yeah. I know. I particularly the last scene of the season, I remember going, oh, I've seen this before. I, I know I this have bit.
2: Definitely seen that scene before, like you. Um, we were talking about this earlier. Was that I think it has turned out that I have watched this season before
1: the whole season
2: i I think so, or at least majority of it because I remember that last scene right um, yeah, so at some stage, I must have stumbled across. At least episode seven.
1: Yeah, I wonder whether... I can't remember whether I saw it on television. I know there was a thing, there was a write, there was a show that was about writers and they were talking to Vince Gilligan. Right. And they okay. were showing clips. And I think I might have seen some of those scenes then. I'm happy to know they were from season one and not later on. Mm. So I remember worrying that <laughs> I was spoiling myself <laughs> by just having this shown in the background. But um, yeah, okay, that's really interesting. So, okay, well, let's talk about characters for a second. The main character is obviously Walter White. Mm-hmm. Brian Cranston has won at least three from what I can tell... Primetime Emmys for his performance of Walter White. Right. What? How th-
2: many did Aaron Paul win? Any?
1: Do you know? I don't know. Okay. I skimmed the Wikipedia page.
2: I feel like he did. He probably won
1: Best Supporting Actor. I could just like that. be.
2: I think he said Best Supporting Actress for a second. Um, yeah, I feel like he did. I feel like I've seen.
1: Don't don't uh, don't guess his gender identity. <laughs> he might be.
2: <laughs> You're right, I, I apologize. <laughs> I don't want to offend anyone. Um,
1: it's, it's, is it Aaron Paul or Aaron Paul? <laughs> That's not funny. That's not.
2: <laughs> That's terrible. Anyway, move- I'm not
1: a writer, I'm a podcaster. Go on. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Walter White. What do you what do you think about Walter White? So, yeah, what what's what's he's your main character, he's your hook. Yeah. In a show like Buffy, you know, he's the Buffy of this show. Yeah. What do you think of him? Why aren't you connecting with him?
2: I I am tr- I try to understand his motivations or feeling the way he does. Um And I do because they position the characters around him to kind of give him no choices. So on that level, I can understand his motivations and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But when I look at those um, supporting characters, I don't see them as real people. And so the whole thing kind of unravels at that level. Like Skylar, she's just there to be a bother. The brother and sister-in-law, just annoyances or little bumps in the road, but they're not... They're not real people for me at the moment, so it's hard to see Walt White as a real person. And therefore, it it just, yeah.
1: I think what you've got to is probably one of my major criticisms of the show, which is something I wanted to bring up in my notes here, is that in a lot of ways, I feel like many of the characters are cartoonish. Yeah. They're written to be, I mean, we see a lot of people inside the sort of drug dealing community or who are drug users. Mm Mm-hmm. Who are played absolutely to stereotype. Yeah. The uh, Hank, the brother in law, and Marie, the sister in law, yeah. I think, as well. Yeah. Uh, are not particularly well fleshed out characters. They no. seem to be the annoying sister in law and the overly confident dick of a brother in law. <laughs> yeah. The Cuck. jock,
2: the classic jock yep. of yeah, bravado and that kind of thing. Yeah.
1: He exists in a role to be the obvious, like, close. foil to Walter, I guess he's the cop that's always just close enough (laughs) to the threat. threat, Essentially, Um, Walter and uh, and uh, what's Aaron uh, Jesse Pinkman? Yeah, to me are the two that end up being the most. Uh, probably Jesse Pinkman's character actually. Probably Jesse Pinkman. Probably is,
2: he's it, the one I connect to the most. Actually. He's the one. He's
1: the, probably yeah. the the character that, that for me stands out as being the most like a human being. His parents. Yeah. That I, I that was, was. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Episode four was really problematic for me. That introduction because I think that's I'm pretty sure it's episode four is the one where he goes yes. home. Yeah. And that mm-hmm. the way they introduced that family with the little mm. scene around the dinner table with the two parents and the kid. Yeah. It was so, and maybe that's the point, but maybe that's part of the problem I have with the show is it's got a really weird tone where it's like, it's got this weird, um...
2: You felt like it was almost like a parody of what a family is in that scene, yeah. Kind of, and
1: I understand what they're trying to do with the character is show that what his background is, he comes from wealth, he's Mm. like a, he's a loser, he's a dropout, he's all these sorts of things. And that he could have, if he'd just done the right thing, you know, been successful, been happy in his family, maybe, you know, he would have been well off anyway. Mm. But I don't believe those people. I think they were played... Oh, okay. the The, the family, they were played to to, cartoonish effect almost.
2: Yeah. So I, I quite enjoyed that, but this maybe because I just like Jesse.
1: Well, yeah. it it made... It, what it worked is doing. He I mean, did a good job of giving him some more depth, which yeah. I was happy to see. I just thought it was done with the subtlety yeah. of a sledgehammer.
2: Yeah, I, I, yeah, I do, I do particularly like the scene in which he is with his little brother and just kind of being a nuisance and like trying to give him advice, or at least offering the idea of him giving advice, and the little brother just being able to see through him and not really acknowledging him mm-hmm. in that way, which I quite. Liked. I didn't like the bit at the end where it turned out to be the little brothers Wade and he covered for him. I thought that was a little bit I didn't feel like they need to give him a reason to leave. Like I feel like he could have eventually just realized that he's not meant to be there.
1: Well like that scene I thought was a good one as well, but it was a good one because I think Aaron Paul was doing all the heavy lifting in that scene, the kid just had to oh, look totally. at a computer. Yeah. Because then the following scene where you've got them doing a seventh heaven sort of style scene with them sitting around the family table. Yeah. When they found the when the maid found the or whatever, yeah. and blame it on him. I don't know. Uh, I know those sorts of families exist. Mm. It just didn't come across as real to me at any right. stage for whatever reason. I didn't believe. It felt like Ned Flanders and Mauds, right. or Re- Reverend Lovejoy. You know, once you're pleasing <laughs> with children, sort of hysterics <laughs> that the mum was getting into it was so. I don't know. It was. It was. It was leaning so heavily on stereotype that I found that really annoying. I, I don't know. And that's just an example of my overall problem with the writing and the characters of the show, except probably for Jesse and Walter for the most part, who have more depth to them. I quite like Skylar though, whereas Ugh. you seem to think she's a bother and I get a lot of I get the feeling from people's impressions that no one seems to like Skylar. I
2: think she is written that way though. She is written to bother me.
1: Do you do you think that I don't know the actress's name, that's
2: Anna Gunn, I think. Anna Gunn. Yeah.
1: She I th- I sort of understood where she was at every point of that, I didn't feel, I don't know, I, I, I believed her ahead, um, ahead of some of these other characters, other stereotypes. She plays, yeah, that bothering yeah. nuisance of her wife, but I thought she had a bit more depth to her than that as well. I don't know.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I think I would agree with that. It just, I know, it, it bothers me to see that kind of, I shouldn't say bother again, but it does, it bothers me to see that kind of character there the wife who's just a nuisance, who doesn't quite get it. And, sure. And um, the man is completely unwilling to communicate with her at all. Sure. Um, and the only way that he can seemingly kind of take back control is through sex. And yeah. It was, that which was... was an interesting dynamic. I was, what, do you, what do you think about that? Um, I
1: was sort of just trying to think about for a second here. One of the things I think that the, the, if we're looking at season one, Uh, in the macro and that's kind of Mm. part of what this podcast is about is looking at season one as a whole not necessarily individual episodes that's important but looking at it as a story that has a beginning middle and end theoretically season one of breaking bad doesn't really have a beginning middle and end the arc of the entire season is basically getting walter white to the point where he is fully invested in the idea of Mm
0: -hmm. making
1: and selling drugs um, getting him to motivate enough to be doing that, getting him to yeah, be in over his head essentially, that ends up just being act one of a bigger story, yeah. and that's great that the show must have, I assume, known it was going to have at yeah. least one more season.
2: Yeah, it gives you hope that there's a yeah, a grander scheme. Right. Um. Yeah. When you're going into the next season,
1: but then you look at what else is happening that in the season in mm-hmm. terms of other characters and their arcs, and I think a really good example is. Marie's arc of, of everything's built up, nothing necessarily leads to a yeah. conclusion. She has maybe, she has a scene or two per episode, maybe. And her big arc is that we find out in episode two, I think, or episode one or episode two, that she shoplifts. Yes. And right. then in the... Mm. Oh, baby- yeah,
2: that's right. She's shoe shopping is women are known to do,
1: and then yeah. she steals them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And then we find out that... In episode seven, I think it is, that she shoplifted the baby tiara and gave it to Skylar at the baby shower, which ultimately leads to a 30-second conversation between Skylar and Walt, Walt, where he asks, what would you do if you found out I was a criminal?
2: You don't want to know. Yeah.
1: That was it. Yeah. That's that entire, all of Marie's stuff, whatever she is as a character, essentially boiled down to getting those two to that conversation. Mm Mm-hmm. And so when the criticism is they all come across as being... Well, my criticism is they come across as not being particularly deep or cartoonish or whatever.
2: I think it's up a being... show of one or two subjects surrounded by objects. They're not other characters that are mm. in and of themselves subjects. They're just a bunch of objects to either move the plot forward or to bring a point of view to the forefront or whatever. But they're not their own... Definitely,
1: and I think that's exactly what season one ends up being. It ends up being, for better or worse, and not necessarily a bad thing. And I may reflect back on this season and go, oh, this is an incredibly good setup for a television show, Mm -hmm. but it really is just, everything is just about getting Walter White to where he needs to be at the end of this season at the expense of any other characters having real. Walter Jr. doesn't really go anywhere this season except except from getting angry at his dad for not wanting to fight the cancer etc mm. etc cetera, et cetera.
2: so i I'm did ma- actually really enjoy that scene of the intervention that was quite good
1: that in my mind is when the show started to really pick up
2: what episode was that episode five episode five yes yeah
1: and we're going to get back to later talking about our least and most favorite episodes mm. and
2: wow episode five okay that's without yep.
1: spoiling it i'd say episode five is my Okay, I'm spoiling it. Episode 5 is my favorite episode. But I thought <laughs> That's was- so
2: that's my least favorite episode. No, that yeah, well.
1: that to me was when the show started to mm-hmm. show to me that it had a potential to go somewhere. Okay. Um that's an interesting thing about the season as well. It has a stop-start nature to it as well. Yes. It starts the trajectory of, trajectory of Walt. Mm-hmm. It then pulls back on it yeah. by episode 4. This is sort of break in the in the narrative for a second mm-hmm. and then episode 5 is when it kicks back in t- again. Um, and it almost feels like you could have taken out episodes two to four and gone straight to five somehow. I absolutely agree with and that. And you would have ended up just as satisfied in terms of where we ended up. And it makes you look at the seven episodes and go, they were kind of wasted. And yeah, maybe that's, that's part the thing I was
2: yeah going to say earlier. It's amazing, because obviously I'd attempted before to try to watch it, mm-hmm. look back and see that it's only seven episodes. And it's amazing that seven episodes can feel so long. Hmm. Like, it feels like a really long season because... There are those stop starts. There was... Yeah, I think when I reached four and five, it just felt like one big pause and I was incredibly frustrated by that. I'm like, can we just please continue on with the story now? Like, if you're going to hook me in with that great concept, I just... Let's get there a little bit quicker.
1: So what for you were the major stories or the major storylines of the season? Because in a way, I think Walter... Well, Walter's interesting character in that I think he's not only got two separate storylines that are sort of crisscrossing and happening simultaneously. He also tends to be two different characters at different times. Yes. His what I'm interested in your thoughts on the version of Walter White that we see around Jesse,
0: mm-hmm.
1: versus the version of Walter White that we see around basically anybody else. Yeah. Do you see them as being the same person? Do you see where that those two Merge, or do you yeah, they I, seem too distinct to you?
2: well, I remember watching it and f- trying to understand the motivations mm-hmm. because it felt so different, and I was trying to see where those two characters were linked, mm-hmm. and I was struggling just to see like a moment of you know bad Walt when he was with his family, and he's like this like this meek little science teacher and then in Jesse and dealing with you know drug lords and that kind of thing to see that meekness yeah. come out I was kind of waiting for that moment where those two worlds I could see how they could merge mm-hmm. into one defined character but I'm I'm honestly struggling to find moments where that actually occurred
1: Do you think that's mainly because that's something we're going to get to? Do I think so. I mean, I
2: I would assume so because whenever, you know, people recommend this show, it's all about the great character of Walt White and Mm -hmm. seeing that transformation and that kind of thing. So I think it's one of those things I'm just going to have to wait for. But, you know, watching it and we're watching it season by season. So this one alone, it was, yeah, it was uh, not that, it didn't feel like a great character to me. It didn't seem fully realised to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's obviously because they're keeping things from us, I'm assuming, at this stage. Um, well, but yeah, I've, I think that also... Yeah, that's why I felt at arm's length from most of these episodes.
1: Well, just coming back to what we were saying before then, if are we just fully admitting there and understanding that this is Act 1 of a larger story? And are we okay with it if that's what this season is? Is it okay that season one is just seven episodes of build up to what will, to lay the foundations for the rest of the show? Mm. Is that okay? Is that.
2: I mean, I think with how television is now, I think that's totally fine. I think mm. people are kind of expecting that kind of thing, that slow burn storytelling. Um, Can
1: you think of other television shows where the first season has only been, hasn't felt like it arced, or has just felt like laying the groundwork? Can you even can you think of them? Because there are movie, there are trilogies of movies, but mm. do you, I, don't, I don't feel like there's any trilogy of movies that feels like it's just set up that can't. I don't
2: know if um, I'm thinking of you know another season that might have done that, but I think people's expectations of how a show can run and that it can be so character focused mm-hmm. that they're willing to see to be able to see those slow steps being taken for a good reveal.
1: So is that? Is there something brave about that? Is there something that they were ahead of the... Because this show came... I
2: think it's brave because it wasn't, you know, on a streaming service or whatever with like a three-season deal. I think it's really brave to do that because if it had just been the first season, it would have just been like really unsatisfying and kind of didn't go anywhere.
1: Do you you reckon if you were watching this week by week... You would have made it through. Well, I mean, no. you, you tried to do it. You tried to watch it straight in <laughs> there's, parts. There's
2: no way that I would. One, made it through the the season... And two, if I had made it through the season, I probably wouldn't be coming back for a second season.
1: Okay, cool. Which actually answers the question we'll come back to later. But <laughs> that's fine. We'll get back to that. We'll, we'll reel back to that. Okay. Uh, what about
2: you? Will? Or do you want to answer that later?
1: Uh, no, uh, we'll, we'll answer that when we get back to it. Okay. Um, I'm just trying to think of a few other talking points that I came across. So the intervention scene you, you came to as being one of your favorite scenes. I did enjoy
2: I I, I remember enjoying it because I laughed in it. I thought it was funny when the sister-in-law...
1: I started changed, agreeing with him because
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know he he made some really good valid points that I actually agree with. I mean, I don't think anyone should be able to dictate anyone's healthcare to them. I think it's ridiculous. So I was like, yeah, no, that that's funny, and I like that they're not all just kind of they're not seeing Walt. Sure. Um, which obviously is part of his struggle, but it was nice to see there are moments where, you know, he's not completely alone in this family, which is how he's kind of position for a lot of the season
1: so because i had the same thing i thought that was one of the best scenes in the season at that stage it was really well written really well acted and everyone you know got to be a character for a moment show their perspective yeah worked really really well the conclusion that Walt came to in that was really affecting and it was great like you said great to see other Mm. characters supporting him um i thought it said a lot about the character and i thought okay that's sort of putting a stamp on where the show's going yeah one scene later he changes his he changes mind.
2: His mind, yeah.
1: What did you think about that reversal? Did that work for you? Did it make sense to you? Did it did it happen too quickly? Because personally, I thought... I was like, oh, cool. Cut to black, obviously, ad break. He yeah. wakes up the next morning, goes out to Skylar and says, I'm going to do it. Mm. I don't know. That didn't necessarily work for me. That didn't frustrated me. me a little bit. But maybe that's how I'm meant to feel.
2: Yeah, it, it made sense to me. I understood that because... For me, the way I interpret it was sometimes you just need to Behave. say what you need to say sure um, and then once you've unloaded all of your stuff you're a little bit more receptive to what other people are saying so I interpreted it as that um, but that was me putting stuff into scenes that may or may not have actually been there
1: um, yeah no that's I mean that's that's fine you're allowed to, you're allowed yeah. to do that you're allowed to bring your Baggage along that you're allowed to interpret it however you. Good, because I've got lots of it. Sense. Oh, good. <laughs> you bring it all along. We've got plenty of room. There's no baggage allowance here. Good, good, good. Um, yeah, no, I think, yeah, I, I think you're right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That was that was an interesting moment for me. But that, but that, that scene, the intervention scene, really was the point for me that I decided. Well, I felt the show was starting to come together and have something to say properly. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think about? Going back to episode two and three now for a second, mm-hmm. one of the things I want to bring up, and this is really being all over the place here, that was. So, well, actually, something I want to talk mm. about in general was just the structure of the show on a episode to episode basis. Okay. So, episode one starts with. A flash forward to essentially where's the end of the episode.
2: I love the structure of episode one. Right, going so, to put
1: that out there. So that's that's an interesting thing. It's been interesting. I've been listening to a podcast recently, mm. uh, the Story Wonka Podcast. So oh, They have yes. a series of them, which I'm quite enjoying. I need to
2: listen to that. I've heard rave reviews. Mm.
1: But one of the things they're talking about, one of the things that one of one of the hosts really doesn't like, mm. are openings that start in one place and okay. then cut back thirty six hours. So
2: they just think it's that's kind of tired, or
1: it's lazy is lazy. essentially the idea okay. that if you need to do that they understand why it's there they understand that it definitely works sometimes mm-hmm. the example they were talking about of actually it actually working fairly, fairly well was iron man that they were doing a marvel Cinematic right. universe podcast but they they as a as a rule kind of find that structure or that technique okay. annoying so they use that in that episode mm-hmm. and i think it gets used here and there, throughout the season, it definitely gets used in the second to last episode. Um, we see... What was that? Episode six, when Walt is walking away from the explosion in the... Oh, yes, yes, yes. In Tuco's yes. place. And then... Yeah, that
2: was less effective for me. I didn't think that was necessary at all.
1: And then... In episode six, yeah. I, yeah. I'm trying to remember. I feel like it may have been used in episode two or three as well, but mm-hmm. I might be wrong about that. But it was interesting that got used a couple of times and wasn't used a bunch of other times. Yep. Then sometimes in episode th- two or three again, I think it was, we had these flashbacks to Walt talking with a woman, Ugh. obviously younger. Right.
2: I like, was not a fan of that. That's, right. That's, that's actually one of the things I wanted to talk to. Great Matters, which is interesting because you say it's one of your, if not the favourite episode. I was not interested in any of what was going on in that episode through those flashbacks. But no, I think... Um... Did
1: you know what was going on at the time? Did you look at that and did you know who the woman was? Did well, you I'd think... seen
2: that episode before. So,
1: Had you seen the Grey Matters episode? Did you know who yes. that actually... Ah, mm-hmm. so you'd seen as far as episode five already.
2: Is that... Oh, yes, I guess, yes, I had. Yep. Okay,
1: cool. So yep. I, uh, one of the things I was going to ask you, but it's totally mm. a moot point now because you'd already seen it, was did you... Did you at any point think that was Skylar that he was talking to? No. Because there was a lot of stuff between him and Skylar in that episode. I felt like the show was trying to mm. make me think it was her. Oh, okay. Because they did a fairly good job of hiding both of their faces. It could have been a youngish Skylar. Right. But I, while well, I felt the show was trying to make me feel that, I knew that it wasn't. And then as soon as that other character, uh, I don't know, I know. Elliot's wife... <laughs> Was introduced. How insulting! I know. Yeah. <laughs> the wife. Of I didn't Elliot. even remember Elliot's name. Yeah, yeah. I, I tried to write a few of these down. As I, I just remember it. that the guy again.
2: who plays Elliot is in Love Actually.
1: Who's in Love Actually? He's
2: um he plays one of the teachers during like the Christmas festival at the end. <gasps> oh, he he's the is teacher that too. comes out and he's like, "Please yes! forgive us for singing." <laughs> That's right. As soon as he came on, I'm like, "Ooh, Love Actually!" Right. And then I was confused. I wasn't sure if he was British or or American.
1: But you just mean on a on a in real life. Level. In real
2: life, I want I was confused, I'm like cuz he's got a great American accent and he's got a great Did English you put accent. that new, Did you put that in your notes? No, is I didn't. Just, <laughs> I'm glad we I'm
1: glad we're wondering the really important things. <laughs> we're trying to break down a Season of Television. Is that the British
2: sure is, is he American? This yeah. Th- I mean, this was a hard season for me to watch. So I need to find something <laughs> something um, to hang on to. Love actually is a good place to go. Just if we can just go back for a moment to um the that flashback in episode 1 that we were talking about. Sure. I just I think it's a really useful tool, particularly in in the first episode in a pilot. Mm-hmm. I think it's a really great tool to use because, well, like, what, it's like what they say with books, it's that first couple of sentences or that first sentence to hook people in. Sure, if that's like the height of your episode, why not just put it there and like grab people's attention. I don't see that as being a negative. I think it's a really smart choice.
1: Yeah, no, it's it, No, I think overall you're right, and it does work very, very well in that moment. Mm. Like, yeah, you start with start with the most interesting thing you can possibly show yeah. to people. And then, people you in. know,
2: immediately after that, when we flash back to Walt as this, yeah, meek science teacher, I, you know, it piques your interest. Like, why wouldn't you keep watching that episode?
1: Do you feel the tone of the show in episode one... Versus, say, episode seven is consistent. Hmm. The the image of it's on the DVD. The image mm-hmm. of Walter White standing in the desert in his uh, Y fronts.
2: Mm. Ugh.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> glorious.
2: That's a crime in and of itself. Yeah.
1: That that's, It paints a very distinct picture mm. of tone potentially of the show as well. Mm-hmm. Do you think that follows through, or do you think it even in season one it changed? I feel from episode one to episode two. I wonder if if the pilot was filmed separately from the other ones because I feel like episode two is really trying to like, it forces us. Oh, there is a flashback. Mm. Uh, there is a flashback at the start of uh, episode two. I just remembered because we go because the jump from the at the end of episode one mm. from them, the fire trucks going past and them being yes. okay. Yep. We then jump forward to him in bed with Skylar. Mm. We come back to that at the very beginning of episode two, but then we go back again to when they're getting the. RV mm. out of the ditch. Yeah, right. And then the, most of that, oh, a lot of that episode is just filling in the blanks between that and him getting home. Yeah. Um. Sorry, it just occurred to me. So the flashback thing happens a few times, but mm. it's not consistent. I don't know. Even like...
2: Yeah, that seems like a choice that the way the episodes are running aren't... I mean, I'm sure it was written that way, but they are so sparse in like those really big moments that they kind of have to litter them through the episode, through flashbacks and flash forwards and that kind of thing.
1: Sure. So they're using that tool multiple times to keep doing that same trick of let's I, let's This hook is interesting. This, this in.
2: is interesting. How did we get here? Yeah. And it's a tool of...
1: that's something like lost use, sort of to a degree, with flashbacks mm. and stuff. They used on seasonal arcs. They would start a season with a Flash I'm not forward, down I mean. for
2: that i can't just because I have a terrible memory and I can't remember what I have and i have not seen where are we what timeline am i on sure. i just i can't follow it
1: um what about in, again just thinking the term of the sh- in the, just terms of the tone of the show there was some a few interesting scenes that sort of broke seemed to break any sense of reality as well there was the scene where Jesse's tripping balls and he's seeing two mormons. Oh, as yes. bikies, <laughs> yeah, which is an interesting one. And then there was another scene where he was selling—he was slinging slinging meth. Mm. I think is Sling, slinging crystal. I think is the mm, that they... sweet
2: street slang. just yeah. came yeah. out of your mouth so easily. Then Just rolls off the tongue. Doesn't
1: feel forced <laughs> at all. Um, and there's—I uh, don't know what the music choice is, but it's kind of boppy and like yeah. almost jazzy or something like that. It was. The tonal shifts in the show are interesting. It's trying to ride this line constantly between comedy and
2: Well, there's like there are moments where I'm like, "Oh, this is a 2 handed comedy." Yeah. <laughs> this is this is what it is. And then you have those then he goes home and then my mood drops cuz was like, "I don't want to be here cuz I was somewhere that was really interesting and this is not interesting anymore." But yeah, like there's there are tonal shifts even within episodes. I'm um, not just over like the arc of the season, yes. But it's just like in an episode, I'll be like, haha that was fantastic," and I'm like, "Oh god, this is depressing." Or, "Oh god, this is giving me anxiety." um So
1: that tonal shift didn't work for you. That was putting you off.
2: It only because I wanted more of Jesse and Walt together. So
1: for you, you were invested in that storyline. Yeah, line. I, the stuff where he's being Superman or supervillain. Yeah. Chemistry it, even is when he's when, even
2: when he's fumbling and. Um, the episode where he kills Crazy Eight, like that episode, even though Jesse and he are separate, um, him in that life is obviously more interesting, I think.
1: Sure, okay.
2: Than when he reverts back and um, everyone's kind of oblivious and he's still just that boring version of himself.
1: See, I wondered whether those tonal shifts... Because sometimes I felt like that some of that... uh, yeah, even...
2: It was on purpose to, like, demonstrate that he was free in those moments? No, it was more,
1: to me, I wondered whether it was the sign of an immature show that was still trying to figure out what it was. Oh, okay, right. I, I got the feeling that it was really throwing a bunch of ideas at the wall, because it was so different from episode to episode. It wasn't... Mm-hmm. There was a real lack of inconsistency, inconsist- uh, and possibly why I like the last three episodes the most, because I think they were the most consistent tonally.
2: I agree with it. Like, they were probably my favourites, particularly episode six, I really enjoyed, um, but yeah, those those who felt like the same show. I agree with that, yeah.
1: Yes, and yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing whether that inconsistent tone continues or whether the show finds its feet in season two and three. Is one of the things I'm really looking forward to seeing and one of the reasons why people say, oh, if you get to this stage of season mm. two, you're going to be hooked, That is that it does find a more consistent, clear voice that's like the Breaking Bad tone. I don't know. It's it's an interesting one.
2: I uh, yeah. I I have a feeling. I'm quite sure that will happen. And yeah, season one is just growing pains, and it's yeah figuring out what works, what doesn't work, getting the story to a point where you have more freedom character wise. Yep. Um. And writing wise. Whereas yeah, this is all just it's all just set up and that's really hard to write and it's really hard to make that interesting definitely and they've had to do that over seven episodes and the
1: whole thing is set up for yeah there's there is no full arc in this of any sort really yeah um
0: imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: What did you think about one of the, obviously probably the, the key plot point of this is Walt White being diagnosed with cancer. Mm. How did you feel about the depiction of a person... Suffering with cancer, just in general. Do you think they did that well? Do you think it was done respectfully? Do you think it was done interestingly? Did you think, did you lo- enjoy that or uh, appreciate that side of the show?
2: I've appreciated the horror aspect of that because having to watch um, the American health system be exposed like that is like mm-hmm. it's genuinely terrifying to think of being in that situation in which you need help, but because of how the system works, you can't afford the mm-hmm. help that you need. Um, as for like the depiction of someone who's going through chemo and radiation, yeah, he was, you know, vomiting a bit and not able to do as much. Um, well, sometimes. Well, that's the thing. It was only sometimes and sometimes he was...
1: Perfectly capable.
2: himself. Like he wasn't spending weeks on the couch, like vomiting and shitting himself. Sure. Um, but, you know, that's that's TV. Like they can't... That would be a boring episode.
1: <laughs> well, the other side depicting an illness like cancer is the way that it affects the individual. Did mm. you did you believe... Because really, that's what the whole show hinges on, is that he is motivated for a number of reasons, you find out, as you mm. go along. There's a lot of personality and historical quirks that lead him to maybe want to break bad. Yeah. Did, I... did you believe his journey from diagnosis to
2: I, I can see the steps and I can understand the steps taken mm-hmm. but no I don't I don't think I believe it I don't think that that character that has got himself in that situation in which he's pretty unfulfilled in his life and has never really seemingly fought for much at all mm-hmm. to then be like okay I, you know, I'm as he says, like I'm finally seeing for the first time, or whatever it is. It's like yeah. I did, I didn't, I didn't see that. I didn't understand why, just because he has a terminal illness, he's willing to throw it all away, and then in those last few months of being alive, separate himself from his family just for money. I thought was because he's, you know, having to emotionally distance himself from these people.
1: Well, do you think it is just for money, like? That was one you, of the things you, that you
2: I, think he just he wants to break, back. he just wants to be. Well, I think that's
1: one of the things that became the, yeah. that became more clear as the season got. And again, this is partly why I think I like the later half of the season compared to the first mm. season. Is that yes, the primary motivator, especially the one stated by the very helpful IMDb summary, <laughs> is that he is trying to provide for his family. Though I don't think that is ever a hundred percent. I don't know stated. It's really that hard to clearly. buy that. Yeah. It you've got to think there's more to it than that especially well it becomes clear it must be because at some point he's told that someone will pay for his treatment at the very least so he's going to take the burden of his paying for his treatment off his family mm. so something else is motivating beyond that i, th- I
2: mean pride is this guy's problem
1: pride yeah. well apparently that's that's what it comes down to there's a there seems to be a sense of a lack of achievement um, that he knows he could have been something more. He sees other people who have gone on, who are possibly even less brilliant than he is, mm. who have gone to do more things. And he sees this as his opportunity. He's got nothing to lose. He's doing it a bad way from a longevity point of view, yeah. but he is going to make his mark.
2: That's a real problem I had with. I think yeah, it was Grey Matters when he's at the party and his friend Elliot is offering him a job to mm-hmm. work for him. And therefore, perhaps make something of himself.
1: Well, um, the, the conversation—he, you can see that he actually is very interested in that until he remembers he has cancer. Yeah. And then there's this. I actually really like that scene. Again, see episode five ended up mm. being my favourite episode. Spoilers. The, you can see, and that I thought was really good in Brian Cranston's performance is you can see him actually really like that idea, and then you see him go, "Oh wait." That's not going to work out for you. I'm not going to be around much longer anyway. And then in that realisation, realise that Skylar has actually informed him and that he's getting charity instead. And then his pride gets in the way and the whole thing gets busted. It just
2: seems like, for me, a combination of being proud or prideful Mm -hmm. and being kind of lazy and like spending your whole life not really doing what you need to do to be where you might want to be and then... And, and being too proud to have asked for help or admit that, like, things have gone wrong. And, yeah, so, yeah, pride and laziness, I think, are his defining characteristics, which makes it really hard to want to watch him.
1: <laughs> I was going to get there, and I'll get to that yeah. in a second. The Do you think it's possible, though, that there is more to the story of why he's a chemistry teacher and not working at Grey God, Matter? I hope so. Do you think that's coming?
2: I... I- I would assume so. I'd be shocked I if it wasn't. I bloody hope so, considering
1: yeah. that there's enough there to set that up. Yeah, they've had a flashback to when like, he was. Working I need at uni- something uni- like university. that if
2: I'm going to like. I mean, we are because mm-hmm. we said we will, but to continue, I would. I would really appreciate some sort of Is- reason as to like how he got there and what his what his choices were to get there and.
1: Can you see the potential? That, again, we're look if we're writing this season as a whole. Mm it's obviously let us down because it hasn't taken us to these places. Yeah. Is there any part of you that is that is motivated to watch second season because it looks pretty obvious that if you, at least at this level, the elements are there, mm. it's obviously, they, well, there's no promise they will go there, but I'd put money on the idea they're yep. going to go there eventually. Is that enough for you to want to watch season two?
2: I think so, just because now that I have watched all of the episodes and it, I found it, not particularly satisfying. Mm -hmm. I just, the motivation is there to watch season two to see if it gets, it genuinely does get better. And those, yeah, that setup pays off.
1: I, yeah, that's the big question now. It's like, I really feel like- I
2: want to see the payoff. I feel like I've, I've earned a payoff. So I would probably just continue just to see if that happens in season two.
1: And that's what this is going to come down to. I really feel like I'm going to look back at this season later and go, if I look at it as a whole- assuming it it goes right uh, where it should mm. i'll look back on this season as a whole and go oh, okay that was worth it yeah. but maybe this season should have been a part of season 2 <laughs> yeah. you know they shouldn't have split it at seven episodes or whatever they they finished the season too early but mm. i don't know um yeah
2: i mean yeah it might be one of those situations where you know you look back at season 1 of buffy and first watching it you think you know what it is and then once you've watched the whole thing they are like the grand scheme of the whole thing and all the little pieces that come together to create such an amazing show mm-hmm. makes sense when you rewatch it, and I'm just hoping that's what happens with Breaking Bad. This is just yeah, the the corner piece of the puzzle that we can add to to figure out how it all fits together. What do you
1: what do you make of Walt's transformation, particularly? his obvious pleasure in being bad. The best example being the bit probably where he... Is it I-Win? was the name? Ken Wins? Whatever the, number, the guy's number plate was. Oh, yeah. Where he blows yeah. the guy's car up. Yeah. Because he's a douchebag.
2: I don't think it's a pleasure from being bad. I think it's the pleasure from being smarter than other people and and just... Yeah, outsmarting them more.
1: Well, I would think that except that he, the very next episode's the bit where him and Skylar have sex in the car, mm. and she says, why was it so good? And he says, it's because illegal. it's illegal. Yeah. So that doesn't have anything to do with being smarter. Any moron can have sex I in mean, the car. I mean, f- I
2: I think he, yeah, he, he obviously gets a rush from things being bad, mm-hmm. but I think he gets that sense of power from being smarter.
1: Right. Uh, there's a part of me that looks, at, almost makes it look like, <clears throat> there's almost a, and I reckon this might be, it's either intentional or it's a weakness of the storytelling, mm. that in some fashion it looks like somehow the cancer is almost changing him on a physical level. to No, it really does. It's right. almost like, well, you were talking about a superhero yeah, thing, right. right? It almost feels <laughs> like a, there's a villain origin story here. Yeah. Where like he's been infected by this cancer and it's making him like doing bad things. He didn't okay, that's chuck a hissy fit. I listen, I don't think that's actually that's actually what the intention is. Yeah. But sometimes that's what it feels like because sometimes that the pleasure that he gets from being bad seems to come a little bit out of nowhere. And maybe that's going to be, as you said, explored better when we explore his pridefulness and his mm. him liking being smart and being in control and stuff like that. But I don't know, I just found that sometimes, occasionally I found it a little bit like he looks possessed. He just looks like <laughs> he smiles and he's got a real evil grin going. And
2: Yeah, and I think it it would almost be nice, well, not nice because that's shitty writing, but be nice if that was the case to explain some of his behaviour and his shifts in behaviour because otherwise it's hard to see the reasoning behind it if not for some sort of biological reason. Not that I don't think that's what's happening, sure. but I can see why that would be something that some people might cling to that idea.
1: Are you rooting for any of these characters in any way? Jesse. Jesse. Yeah. What do you what what about Jesse are you rooting for?
2: I want him to be happy. <laughs> he just he seems so he's just like a lost puppy dog. He's sure. just that total lost puppy dog character. Um, and it's yeah, it's strange. I want him to be like <laughs> really successful in the meth business because <laughs> I want good things for him, but I also want him to be free of it and just be happy and, like, find his little niche because it's obviously not with his family. I don't think it's in the drug business, but, yeah, I, I really, I'm I really looking forward to seeing um, what happens to him. Sure. I'm definitely invested there.
1: Yeah, I think Jesse, Jesse is the character that's easy to root for. It's not Walter White, though.
2: No, it's not. No, 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 no. Which, and yeah, now that I know that and going into season, t- now that I know that and going into season two, um, I think I'll be a little bit more comfortable because I think I was waiting for a moment where Walt made sense to me or sure. that I connected to Walt. Um, but now that I know that that might just not happen, that's okay. I'm happy to just hang out with, like Jesse's my man into the story. Sure. So I'm I- happy to hang with him. Yeah.
1: As a writer then. Is there something, if you could change or fix or do one thing, what is it you would have done differently in this season?
2: That's a good question. It's hard to see the problems and then just off the cuff not make really, po- like really obvious solutions that sure. would actually just be bad writing. Um...
1: But it sounds to me like one of them would just be Walt White needs to be more... Likeable or appealing or in some way identifiable. I
2: just just need a little bit more information at this stage. I need to know. Yeah, that shift from being diagnosed with a terminal illness into doing something so extreme. Yeah, I need that explained a little bit clearer. Um, I need. I need really need to understand the motivation because while I'm going along with what they've given me, it's yeah, it took me out of it a little bit. And also, and actually, one of the big things I would change is. Yeah, just the way they've written those kind of side characters, secondary characters. I would, yeah, make them a little bit more realistic. And that's obviously easy to say than do. But that would be my first step is to build the world a little bit.
1: Well, is that one of the big... You're saying you like the pilot a lot, right? Mm. Is one of the big problems, though, that he goes to making meth in one episode? So
2: quickly. Um
1: like it's that's such mm. a big bad thing to do realistically. Yeah. That's that's throwing yourself so far in the deep end of mm-hmm. illegal things to do. Would that have landed more if it took 2 or 3 if it took that first four episodes mm. which we now look back on go you know, there's this big lull in the middle of the season. It reverses back on itself and then gets going again.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think you could see that flash of him being in that stage of making meth and then we take the four episodes to get to that point. Yeah.
1: So if you took that flat, that promise, that flash at mm. the end of season and actually had it land in the middle of the season yeah. right at the end of the first episode.
2: That'd be really cool, actually. No, I, yeah. feel like, I feel like that could work.
1: Yeah, that could have worked. I have to agree. Or the other option I think is, and it sometimes shows do this, Firefly is a good example, Battlestar Galactica did this as well, which I haven't actually watched, but I have watched (laughs) the movie that begins it. But could you have a movie-length episode that begins it and at least give yourself two episodes worth of buffer to get to that stage? Get a full movie length in there to give us this journey to at least him making meth and then we can see in a little more nuance his Uh, decision. I I
2: absolutely think that would work. I think that's probably a good idea to just let me see this guy a little bit more before you chuck him in these these extreme circumstances um, and therefore makes decisions based on a personality that I can at least see. Yeah. Um, Because when he makes a decision, I can't really see him. I don't understand him as a character.
1: Well, he's got two different personalities at least. Yeah.
2: (laughs) At least, yeah.
1: At least two.
2: Maybe it's just a personality disorder.
1: Well, that's a possibility. Is that... Mm.
2: Is this a, a United States of Tara type situation? <laughs> um, but yeah, maybe, yeah, it is just a personality disorder that's been, I don't know, I guess, activated by, by intense bad trauma. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. That's something.
1: Well, that's moving a little bit into some of the things I want to do to try and wrap up this conversation. Before we do that, before we do wrap up and get to these final categories, is there anything in particular? I've sort of brought up a few different notes I've brought up. Is there anything in particular you want to talk about? Is there anything you want to ask me about my thoughts on this first um, season of breaking bad
2: i'm trying to think of a question that doesn't go into the categories that i assume are coming up
1: well let's go into the, okay let's go into the categories and if anything if we miss it you, yeah. you can get to it at the end so we've sort of answered this favorite episode why least favorite episode why
2: mm. yeah well mine would be what was it episode 6? Yes, episode 6.
1: So episode 6 is the Tuco mm-hmm. introduction episode. Yep. What is it about episode 6 that made it your favorite episode for the season?
2: It felt like a payoff that had been well and truly earned.
1: Which thing? Just that, that him being a complete badass and yeah, like taking control. Yeah, him
2: taking control. He realizes his own power, whether that's True or not. Um, but yeah, he sees himself as powerful. He takes control. I would have liked a little bit more of Kim um, being affected by Jesse or someone taking advantage of someone that he's doing business with. Sure. Um, well,
1: that's one of the things I actually quite appreciate about that episode, I think, was that when he came back in, he didn't just ask for the money back. He asked for the $15,000 extra. For oh, my yeah, I enjoyed pain and suffering. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was good. It was yeah. good to think for he treats Jesse so shit so much of the time. It was nice to see that on some level, mm. whether it was just a business level or not, whether it was just him creating an asset out of Jesse or not, he at least gave him some value. Mm. And that was good to see.
2: Yeah. It was nice to see some loyalty finally. Absolutely. Between the two. be I mean, mm-hmm. like, okay, they're going to be, they're the team and they're going to hopefully um, build something together. So yeah, I, so I, loved that episode. I Yeah, like and that was the moment in which I was like, okay, I can view this series or at least this season in a way that's going to be enjoyable for me. Sure. which was the supervillain um So it
1: was literally the bit where he blows up the he yeah, has when the he takes f- something related f- 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 mercury something Mercury, word. yeah.
2: Yep. Um yeah. Absolutely. And then, which then led into episode seven, which I enjoyed, which I really enjoyed. Cool. But up until then, it was, it was a bit of a struggle.
1: So what was your least favorite episode then?
2: Grey Matters. It felt like no, a episode. big pause. It just like, and because I at that point was not enjoying myself in the season, I just wanted to get to the end. And so to take an episode long pause from what I wanted to see next, that was a bit of a struggle for me.
1: Sure. I'm similar. Least favorite episode is definitely episode 4 mm-hmm. because it did exactly what you said. It yep. took the foot off the accelerator and yeah, you do need those breaks sometimes. You need those pauses, those ways to reflect, but it did it? It just felt like such a step backwards.
2: Yeah.
1: Um to have all the momentum just sucked out of it um and to not really feel like I was gaining much from it. That's the episode that he has the bit where he like the i think the big moment in that episode or at least mm. the most intre- or the most colorful moment in that episode is the bit where he blows up the guy's car. Yeah. And it just felt inconsequential to me. It mm-hmm. felt so separated from one of the things that I liked I think up to episode 3 at that stage was that every action had a, a reaction. They had mm-hmm. then had to fix Yes, everything they did along the way, which
2: is where much of my anxiety comes from. yeah sure, it, it kept out, it yeah. kept building,
1: building, building. Actually, uh, up until episode four, I thought maybe that's what the whole show was going to be. It was just going to be this continuation of every time we get out of a situation, every time we get out of the frying pan, we're just getting into the fire again, mm. and just see that tension, those screws tighten and tighten and tighten, and them tr- current- continuously trying to avoid getting. Yeah. You know, losing just it all. constant elevation. Right. Yeah. And then when season four didn't do that.
2: Episode four.
1: Episode four, sorry. Mm. didn't do that. Hunting seasons. <laughs> the, uh, when episode four did do that. Yeah, I just, I don't know. It just, uh, I was starting to wonder whether I was going to make it to the season. Yeah. Uh, but episode five, I can definitely see what you're saying about episode six being your favorite. I think for me, it was episode five, though, almost exclusively off that, um, the intervention scene. Mm-hmm. I circled it in my notes and just went, this is the bit for me, where the show is starting to work, um, where that was the first time I think all of those characters who really at this point are still just objects, Mm -hmm. uh, are plot devices, actually felt like people for a second for Mm -hmm. me, and I, for the first time in a while, that I cared about Walter White outside of him being Mm -hmm. a drug dealer.
2: Yeah, I found, yeah, let's think, everything he said was totally relatable. And actually, yeah. now that I think about moments where um, bad version of Walt and the meek version of Walt combine, I think there was a moment in that speech when he's, he's finally standing up for himself and he's like, yeah. you know, this is actually, this is my life and I'll do what I want with it. Yep, yeah, totally. Uh, and I'm not going to have anyone take any, I mean, my life's been taken from me. I'm not going to let anyone else take anything else from me. I was like, yeah. oh, okay, there's... I can see a bit of bad Walt's reasoning in that.
1: Well, to be fair, there were a couple of times where he'd been bad Walt. In, he'd done that bit where he told Skylar to just, like, get off his case. What a dick. Yeah. yeah. Um. But, yeah, I think that was the one where it, it, he... Yeah, he wasn't just being a dick. He was actually taking control, and it felt... Felt earned. All right. Um, predictions. What are your... We we have not seen, as far as I can tell, unless I some some stage turn around and go. Oh yeah, oh, I, yeah, have, to I have seen <laughs>
2: season two. Yeah.
1: Um, we, as far as we're aware, haven't seen any of the next no,
2: five seasons. That I know
1: of. What at this stage? Mm-hmm. Do you have any short-term predictions? Do you have any long-term predictions?
2: Um, it's because I haven't been spoilt on anything I don't think. Mm-hmm. But I feel like well not any specifics, but I feel like the way people have described the show to me any kind of long-term predictions I could make would just be based on what someone's already told me and where like the sure. show goes. I've got goes. I've got
1: one in particular that I think mm. is probably based, based more off the vibe I've got from people than yeah. anything else.
2: Um so I mean, so it's hard to say that without, because we said we we're only spoiling season one. So sure, I'm not sure. sure what to divulge or okay. not. Okay, Um But yeah, I just, I'm not sure if, I mean, this isn't really a prediction, but I just hope those secondary side characters are fleshed out a little bit. Someone I was speaking to the other day when I told them I was watching season one of Breaking Bad and I was going to watch, you know, the whole series. And we were talking about the character of Skylar. And how I was really struggling with um, how she was portrayed and that kind of thing. And this person was just like, you know, it doesn't get any better. It's just like, oh, really? Just, just feels like that character is written with such contempt <laughs> that she oh, never. Re- that is even when she's trying to be like a bit cooler, she's still just the bother, the the wife. Oh, yeah, okay. So, which is which? I was disappointed here. I was like, I was kind of hoping that. This was just a bump in the road of, you know, a first season. But, I mean, this is just according to one person that I might not find that. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I'd be very disappointed if that does genuinely continue. If she is just the nagging wife forever.
1: Mm. All right. Um,
2: So, yeah, what were... Did you have any predictions?
1: um, I predict that... I predict... That somewhere way in the future Mm -hmm. That His family is going to find out about what he's doing And they're going to become involved In his business as well
2: I would, I would certainly hope I, so. I, hope that's I where think it that goes. would be really interesting steps to take.
1: Yeah, I think when a, when a show goes for six seasons, I think at some stage you have to...
2: you got to merge it, the two.
1: Well, uh, uh, the thing is, that's always the tease, right? Mm-hmm. Is like, will they find out? Will they find out with that? I think of Dexter as the best example of that. Where I
2: stopped maybe season three of that.
1: Uh, we could do a whole podcast about Dexter, honestly, <laughs> about that show and how... Oh, you, I was asking before about have you ever stopped a show because you, even though you enjoyed oh, yeah. it for a while, did you ever quit it? That's the show I quit. Oh, okay. That's the show I actively loved for four seasons, and then got to season six when I'm done.
2: That's such a shame. That's so heartbreaking when that happens. You invested so much time.
1: Yeah it it was it was sad, and I I kept an eye on it on a level mm. of hmm. I wonder what people are saying about this. Nope, it's still shit. I feel good about my decision. I'm glad yeah. I left. I can happily say I love the first four seasons. I think the first four seasons are really good. But um, don't waste your time on the yeah, rest of it. I think
2: have seen the first three. I believe
1: uh, season four is really good. You should watch mm. that. One. John Lithgow, real good.
2: That yeah, that's right. That's what I heard. He was just amazing. <clears throat> didn't he won an Emmy for that? I believe I that year. i I think I watched the Emmys that year in England. I could be wrong.
1: I predict at some stage that yes, he the family will will find out and become involved explicitly mm-hmm. in the business. I predict. I predict that somewhere along the line, Hank will die. He's going to find out. This is. I'm th- actually. This is making me think very Dexter. I'm applying Dexter to a lot of this. Okay. Certain people, the main adversary is going to find out, and that will be a season. He will have to essentially kill a family member to save his own skin. Wait, I, he, Walt's killing who? Kill ha, Walt will kill Hank. Hank being the brother-in-law.
2: Oh. I
1: predict that will happen at some stage. Ooh, that's exciting. I feel like, I feel like that's it's an <laughs> You're obvious... you getting me
2: looking forward to the next couple of seasons. Okay. It, 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 well, I
1: just, it just feel like the obvious thing to do. He's the obvious one. If anyone's going to find out, it'll be mm. him. Um, and if anyone needs to be taken out because they might know, it, it has to be him. And so right. if, if we're looking at the progression of Walter White as a person who is facing more and more moral ambiguity, mm. he's already had to kill a guy he right. he, killed, he killed somebody out of self protection mm-hmm. he then had to kill another person still in self protection but a little more cold blooded uh, like if you want to escalate on that you've got to start involving things that are going to affect people that he cares about mm. so
2: yeah i like the idea that walt is trying to find any other way to solve a situation without having to do that. Sure. And that might mean, you know, murdering other people or whatever it might be or...
1: Well, maybe that's it. Maybe yeah, that's framing what he other does people first. or whatever yeah. it might
2: be, but then ultimately having to make that choice of, this is the life I've chosen, and you, are you Hank, are directly opposing that, then there's, you know... Even- I'm making a very clear choice here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I, I predict that will... That's going to be a major conflict and probably resolved with his death.
2: Oh, I like that.
1: I reckon that at some stage, at least temporarily, possibly, to co- to get to the end of the series, that Jesse and Walter are going to become adversaries. Mm-hmm. Possibly to the point where Jesse becomes almost the protagonist. Where Walter I almost think, becomes yeah, I, the...
2: I think that's definitely going to happen. Is like, which...
1: This is like watching him become the villain. Yeah,
2: Walter will be the supervillain and Jesse will be... Yeah, the innocent who has to fight back, I think.
1: That seems like a possibility. Um, I'm really wondering where... I don't have any predictions based on this, but I'm curious to see what they do with Walt Jr. What, something we didn't discuss is, mm. is Walt Jr. being there and being an, a character with a disability. Mm-hmm. And it's not really... It doesn't amount to anything really yeah.
2: in Which season one. I particularly like. I don't think someone... I don't think you need a character with a disability... And that be a That's part true. of the plot. I think sure. you can just have someone with a disability exist as a person. So I'm kind of glad that it wasn't, you know, and I mean, I think they were kind of positing it as just another example, this is awful to say, but another example of what kind of, yeah, yeah, failing or feeling like he failed. Sure. Um, But I'm glad it wasn't explicitly said. I'm glad that there wasn't some sort of plot around his cerebral palsy? Do you think
1: they might go there with that? I hope not. I, I get the feeling that to we'll I think to they at some will. Stage. I yeah. think
2: they'll they'll feel the need to do that. But I would prefer they didn't.
1: Uh, beyond that, I don't have many other predictions. I predict that one way or another, Walt's going to die. Yes, I predict. <laughs> <they>. <laughs> He's got yeah. stage three A. Was it stage three A? Lung cancer, they uh, were saying.
2: Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't understand the stages of cancer at all. That's all. Oh,
1: you you would a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he's got he's got bad like,
2: uh, I remember like it's personal but I remember like when my mum got cancer everyone would ask me what stage mm. she was at I'm like I don't know it's not a bad I would say it's not a bad one though yeah. but yeah it was all just yeah letters and numbers I had no idea
1: alright so they're the major predictions I can't think of anything else off the top of my head mm. um, would if you were watching this as it happened or even if you were just watching this not making the podcast yeah would you continue watching the series now that you've got now that you've gotten to the end? We know that you've failed three times to watch the <laughs> season through. Would you continue to watch season two now that you've gotten to the end of season one?
2: Okay, so in this scenario, I'm watching it completely solo, with not like this like you and I are not watching it together and like there's no
1: project around it. Whatever. Let's let's assume you're watching it by yourself. I would not. You I, wouldn't keep going. Mm-mm.
2: I mean, I, I I can see a scenario in which like I do continue on just to shut people up and be like, okay, I've seen it or I've seen it. I can kind of see that. But completely removing other people from the equation – no, it didn't grab me. It's you not it's not my kind of show. It's it's genuinely not my kind of show. And it's obviously not to say it's a bad show, obviously not, but it's yeah, it's not my kind of show. What, it doesn't what,
1: yeah. Maybe you've answered this already, but what is it primarily that's missing that that stops it from being your show? Is it just cuz it's too stressful? Is it just cuz the characters?
2: I need to connect with character. It's very very important to me and I have not done that in season 1 of Breaking Bad.
1: When you say connect, I find this really interesting, mm. right? The idea of connecting with a character. Mm-hmm. Is it caring for a character or is it liking a character?
2: I think it's understanding a character, okay, and whether I would, you know, do what they're doing or not. It's kind of like, whoa, I really see the, yeah, the that human aspect of like how you got there and just the expo- exploration of choices, yeah, um, yeah. So that's what I mean when I say connecting to a character, like, yeah, just understanding them on a basic human level, okay, um, and like when I love something, it's usually I. Connect with them in a way that, yeah, I find them really likable. But that doesn't always have to be the case. Yeah, I can just be, yeah, just understanding them on any kind of basic level. Gotcha. Mm. What, what about you? Would you?
1: Um, I think so. I don't think I'd be blitzing to it. I don't mm. think I would be, you know, tearing my hair out to find a copy of the DVDs or buying the whole season outright. Yeah. But there was enough for me. Uh, the season ends in a good enough place. That I want to see what happens next. Mainly because I really feel like... I f- like, I, uh, like. My complaint is that as a whole, if we're looking at the season as a macro, as an entity, it does not have a full arc. I do... Mm-hmm. I believe that there is an arc coming. Yes. That's that on its way. And I... F- the end of the season was strong enough to make me at least watch the first episode of season two. Mm-hmm. To see what happened. Tell you what, though. If, yeah. se- if the first episode of season two didn't do it well for me, I'd be getting pretty annoyed. If they if there was a lack of um, uh a lack not, not lack of satisfaction but if it didn't if it didn't get me somewhere at the start of the next season I'd be struggling. I think of the I one of the, my things But I
2: I think that might be coming though cuz didn't you say that most work? people Tell you it's like halfway through or whatever, through <clears throat> and, and they two. tell
1: me that you just can't stop watching after that point. That it actually mm. gets to a point where it's just like every episode ends in a place where you need to put the next episode in. Right. It is definitely not at that stage yet, but I'm interested enough in the story. Mm-hmm. I'm you inter- see the potential. I definitely see the potential. Mm. I'm there's because I'm I'm like you. I think to a degree, I really want like the reason that I like a show like Parks and Rec is because mm. I like watching those characters to Mm -hmm. some degree I enjoy being around them yeah I don't enjoy being around Walter uh, being around Walter White at this stage but I find him interesting enough but I if it it wasn't for Jesse Pinkman I probably would be out
2: absolutely he is the
1: he is the reason at this stage that I care at all Mm mhm um,
2: yeah, I think that that was a real shock for me because going in, I thought Walt would be our man in, Totally. And he's not. It's Jesse. So I think once you make that shift, it's a little easier to swallow. Even
1: three episodes in, I don't think I had... I didn't think I actually gave Aaron Paul that much. I wasn't yeah. giving him that it much. It takes
2: a while to be like, oh, it's Jesse. That's yeah. the one. Yeah.
1: It was the little... And as much as I didn't like season episode four that much, him going back to the house helped a bit. It was at, but again, it was episode five. Episode five was the episode that I found my favorite when he was trying Mm. to get a job at the bank. Yes. You know, and seeing him try and see him try to break good in a Mm. way. I think I've just figured out the thesis of this show, but (laughs) the, um, that, Here's the, he the reason to watch, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm really worried we're going to turn around in three seasons and go look back at this episode and go, God, we were dummies. Yeah, it was all so obvious. Of course, it was going to go this way. Yeah, we'll, we'll all these problems like, we had.
2: Oh, everyone's going to hate us. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, exactly.
1: I'm sure that's the case. Yeah. Everyone loves a stupid show. Um, so yes, but not by, mm. not with great enthusiasm. One of the things we're going to do on this podcast is try and give these each season a score. I'm going to say we haven't discussed this. Out of five stars. Okay. Happy with that. Mm -hmm. And the other thing we want to do is rate them in terms of seasons. Now, this stage, Uh, we can't rate seasons against each other because it's the first one, so it's the Mm -hmm. top of the list. It's both the best and the worst season at this stage, so we'll ignore that. Mm -hmm. If you gave this a five-star rating, if you gave this a rating out of five stars, where do you think you'd put this at this stage?
2: A three, I think. I think I want so much more, but there there was... Some really really good stuff in there, so
1: yeah. I think I'm a three, maybe three and a half. It's not a four. It's and also not a because two and a half. I know there
2: there are going to be really good seasons coming up, so I don't want to like overreach just yet. And then everything else has to be like five point five stars.
1: But if you, oh sure, so if so you want to set a you want to set a <laughs> yeah a level there. Yeah. Have you ever had? Well, you have. I was going to say this show is being talked up by so many people mm. as being like. The reason we're doing this first is because probably our biggest—it's probably my biggest shame, at least—is the show that so many people tell me I'm gonna I like. I think
2: this, and actually more so, *Sopranos*, but those two are the two shows. When I say like, sure. you know, I, you know, I enjoy screenwriting and that kind of thing, and I'm obsessed with television, and then reveal that I haven't watched *Sopranos* and *Breaking Bad*, people are pretty upset, yeah. and right, rightfully so, I think.
1: But has there ever been? a show that that many people have been enthusiastic about, enthusiastic about that you've then watched and gone, I don't like this at all.
2: Yeah, I've got a confession to make. <laughs> yeah. It's really shameful. And I, I'll i preface it with this. I don't think I'm smart enough for the show, and that's why. Not because I think it's a bad show, Ooh. but I don't think I'm smart enough.
1: What is this show?
2: It's The West Wing.
1: Ah, right, which is a show. I, it's actually on my list of yeah. shows I need to watch. So,
2: Because I started watching it, and... There are some episodes where I'm like, oh, yes, this show I love. But majority of it, I'm like, I can't follow what you're saying. There is so much talking. I mean, it's Aaron Sorkin, so sure. there's a lot of talking. Do you like
1: Aaron Sorkin in general?
2: I mean, the majority of his work I've been exposed to has been The West Wing. Okay. So on that, it's it's, it's a lot. I, I do enjoy his characters. Mm-hmm. They're just too smart for me. <laughs> I don't I don't look at them like oh I want to hang out with them. I was like, No, they would just make me feel dumb. But there is but there are some episodes that are really good and I was like, Okay, cool but I feel like I'm understanding every third sentence. Sure. And so I can understand a plot, but I'm not getting, I'm sure, all the nuances and that you know, that I should be getting from it.
1: You haven't seen Steve Jobs yet, have you?
2: No, I don't really have any desire to watch it. Okay, I'll I'll wa- Please watch it. <laughs> Broad gave me a look that was like,
1: You have to watch it. It yeah, was very okay. good. Um yeah. so do I give my rating? Three stars. Three yeah. stars. Three, three, three and a half. I'm trying to think said, if there yeah. was a show. I was just, uh, this question I asked you, is there a mm. show that I have been recommended that it really didn't do it for me? Um, I'm trying to think what I've tried to start and just given up on. I mean, it was this. Yeah. Honestly, it was this. I'd tried, I'd watched episode one twice mm-hmm. and thought it was fine, but just didn't feel motivated to keep watching it. Mm. It didn't grab me the way I assumed it would yeah. based on the way people were talking it up.
2: I mean, there's been a few shows where that I've I've started watching them and they've been recommended to me. And I've been like, nah, they're crap, I'm not going to continue. And then later on I've gone back and been like, oh my God, these are amazing. One of those being Community, the right. other one being The Mindy Project. But when I first started watching those shows, I was like, I hate everyone in this series. So annoying. Particularly Jeff in Community. I really struggled with that character.
1: Totally. And Community to, Community is, is, I cherish and love, adore Community. Particularly it's one the of my favourites now.
2: But yeah, I, I did not like it. And
1: I, I can remember the moment that I started to like that show. Mm. But a better example for me is Parks and Rec. Oh, okay. Where I think the first season, I haven't rewatched it, mm. but I remember the first season being Trash. And I remember the second season. I really You're did, You're not, did not like. Did not like season one at all. Just did mm. not really find it funny or, or good or, or anything. And a lot of people talked about it. In I think I watched. Started watching that after. Definitely after watching most com, season two at least Community. Mm. Um, and it took me until at least halfway through through season two, if not season three to really fall in love with that show and I did fall hard in love with that show. We all fell hard. Yeah. So hopefully maybe mm. this is just this is just the AMC version of Pucks and Rec. Maybe maybe <laughs> maybe that's what Breaking Bad is. Maybe <laughs> yeah, he's maybe. a he's a regular Leslie Nope. <laughs> Walter White Leslie Nope. Just up actually and the same coming character. And,
2: yeah, doing his best. They're just
1: ambitious, you so, know, yeah. they're trying their best in this world. They they don't seem capable at this. Well, they they both they're all super capable, but they're just you know
2: they don't believe in themselves enough. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right. I reckon we should wrap it up.
2: All right.
1: Thank you very much for listening to the first ever episode of Hunting Seasons. We will be back. Uh, first of all, uh, before we do that though, uh, mm-hmm. you can reach us if you would like to. Uh, Oh, yes,
2: social media. Social media. Mm -hmm. If you would like
1: to send us questions, send us comments. Or even
2: recommendations of shows.
1: Recommendations of shows would be great. We do have a long list.
2: (laughs) The list is ridiculous at this point, but we're happy to take recommendations.
1: We're going to be making this show into our late (laughs) 200s. Um, but uh, if you would like to contact us in some way, we would love to hear from you and may even uh, take some of your comments or questions onto the show in Ooh, yes. future episodes. You can contact us, find us on Facebook uh, by searching for Hunting Seasons. We'll be a podcast type page. You can find us on Twitter at HuntingSCast or HuntingSCast, depending how you want to go with that. Or you can email us at Hunting Podcast. At gmail.com. If you want to reach me, Broderick Gordas, directly, you can do that at bgordas on Twitter. And what about you, Damask?
2: I am at maskymoo, which is m a s k y m w.
1: And we can't forget to thank, first of all, Sean Kirkpatrick, a good friend of ours who helped design the logo and graphics for Hunting Seasons. You can find his work at www.seankirkpatrickdesigns.portfoliobox.net. And the theme song from Jordan Calavis, whose music you can find at www.soundcloud.com slash classic J-rex. That's classic, the letter J-R-E-X. Next week, we will be back with our first cancelled television show. That's right. And that show will be...
2: We have decided, and it is Dead Like Me.
1: I know nothing about Dead Like Me.
2: I don't know a lot about it either. I've I had a... Friend, um, she she has the best taste in television and she raves about this show so I have a feeling that you and I are going to love it
1: okay excellent yeah. so this will be season one season of, Dead, one like of Me. Dead Like Me looking forward to it thank you once again very much for listening to our random ramblings <laughs> hopefully you enjoyed it we will see you next time on Hunting Seasons catch you later
0: bye